Oren Postmas joins us now, the chief executive of Moment. A little while back, I was introduced to Moment, Oren, by one of your co-founders and shareholders, Rob Hersov. But it looks like things are actually starting to pick up. Yeah, things are exploding right now. Um, I mean, the NFT industry as a whole is, is growing exponentially, um, and we've been very fortunate to be growing uh, essentially doubling our user base month on month for the last six months. So it's it's been a, a period of hyper growth um, and obviously the stress that comes up with that, but it's it's all exciting. And a big day for you on Saturday where you had an auction. Just explain to the uninitiated like myself who, who live far away from the Grand Beach in Cape Town, what happened there? Because from certainly from the website, it says that you opened up at half past one and then there was a, a lot that followed. On Saturday, we threw um, the biggest NFT auction on the continent. We're actually beating our own previous record there from last year, where we threw one at the Radisson. When we say biggest, we mean in terms of uh, the number of attendees, the size of the event, and the, the value of pieces sold uh, at the event. And the reason why I say I think it's such a... Um, an incredible achievement for us as a, as a country um, is because we auctioned off Nelson Mandela's original warrant of arrest, which um, I think is just such a great thing because we're bringing our history and our heritage into the metaverse uh, and equally we're bringing it to the world stage. You know, we're putting it alongside these bored apes, which, you know, they, they're they're controversial in their own right, but what cannot be disputed is the amount of money that's that's going towards projects like that. And we wanted to make it very clear to the world that we're on that stage uh, and that these pieces should be held on the same kind of world stage as a, as a board ape at the very least. Just to go back into that, uh, Lily's Leaf Museum has really been having a tough time. Uh, Nick Wolpe uh, has had a numerous, a fantastic guy who actually runs it, has had uh, numerous appeals for fundraising, not a lot of success. And now suddenly you can take a, a document that's at Lily's Leaf in the museum, turn it into a once-only digital document. So the original document stays in the safe. And here's this digital document that... The opening bid was $59,500, and certainly you've been all over the, the media internationally at $130,000 that it was sold for, which is, A, fantastic for Lily's Leaf and for South Africa's uh, historical Yeah, it's about $2 million rand, yeah. Extraordinary. But, but how did this all come together? We actually helped Lily's Leaf um, with, with the assistance of Virtual Nation Builders. So Virtual Nation Builders is an incredible uh, organization, you know, looking at bringing heritage assets into the metaverse. Um, and one of the things that they're doing is assisting uh, Lily's Leaf Museum in their uh, revival and in this very challenging time. As you mentioned, they've been having a tough time due to COVID, due to lack of travel, and it's very difficult for people to get outside and onto a remote location like the farm um, and have an opportunity to learn about our, our history and our heritage. And that's why I think it's so incredible that we can bring that into a virtual space in incredible high definition um, where people can learn about these things and have access to, to our history um, without that barrier. So they could be sitting anywhere in the world. And in fact, the buyers from the UAE, um, rumored to be an expat. So uh, it's always good to see some patriotism coming through. So it's really cool to, to give Lily's Leaf an opportunity not only to keep jobs, and that's something that I don't want to just breeze over. The, the proceedings of this event have gone to literally keeping the doors open and keeping um, people's jobs uh, in the, 
at Lily's Leaf. So um, it, let's not breeze over that. But additionally to that, it's bringing Nelson Mandela's warrant of arrest or bringing the history of apartheid uh, and the struggle uh, back to the forefront and making sure that people have ac access to learning about uh, our history. But it also presumably gives Lily's Leaf a sustainable future because if there are collectors around the world who, who want the digital copies of many of the documents that must be sitting there, it, it will enhance it. But, but maybe from the other side, and there are many skeptics, why would someone buy a digital copy of something like this, the Nelson Mandela's arrest warrant? So, I mean, there's a little bit of skepticism around why would someone buy a digital NFT? One thing that I do want to assure people on is that there's a lot more utility to this piece than just owning a digital token. So one of the things that, that we've done, it's very, very new, and it's, I don't think it's ever been done before. Virtual Nation Builders had this idea to give the original buyer 5% royalty in perpetuity for the sale of this document. So not only have they bought uh, an asset that has incredible historic importance, but it serves also as an investment piece because they have the right to the royalties on this piece in perpetuity. And that's one of the biggest and greatest things about NFTs is that you can bake royalties into the smart contract. So you don't need to go to a specific royalty house or a company and try and claim your fees. This is written on the blockchain. You don't have to trust anyone. They're unavoidable. Um, and, you know, that, that, that being said, uh, there are some technical restrictions around it, but those things are the future of that, that NFTs promise. Um, additionally, the buyer is the only one who gets the alpha file, and alpha file is generally what is known as the original, original file. So if you look at it on a website or if you look at it on, on our application, you're being served a compressed version. Only the, the original buyer gets the, the alpha file, the original scans. They also have the exclusive right to um, uh, going to Lily's Leaf and inspecting the document and, and being there in person. Um, and with, with a host of other things. So there's a lot of utility that comes with a piece like this. And maybe just to speak to maybe the more, um, the, the, the crazy metaverse idea, which isn't that crazy, in fact, is that we can definitely see this piece sitting in a virtual museum one day, as I've alluded to, and people would pay entrance to come to that museum and look at these pieces, just like they do with museums today, without the geographical barriers around that. Um, so the same way as museums have always monetized these historic artifacts, um, is what we can do now in a virtual space. The board apes, you had a, a couple available for auction. How, what was the demand like for them? So the, the demand was quite strong for the board apes. I think there's a highly liquid market for them already. Um, and perhaps, yeah, the, the board apes have an established kind of market and lots of people chasing after them. So it, so it brought a lot of excitement to the evening. Aaron, just explain it. There, there are 10,000 of these, of these board apes and they are drawings. And I suppose the drawing is one thing, but it, it also brings other uh, uh, benefits as well. You're not just buying a digital drawing, but there's, you actually become a member of a, a fairly exclusive club. Just just unpack that all for someone who, say, knows absolutely nothing about what Board Ape NFTs are. So, I mean, this Board Ape is illustrative of why NFTs are not only restricted to the realm of art. Because if you look at the pictures themselves, I might, I might get a lot of criticism here for saying this, but I don't think there's anything necessarily very special or artistic about the pieces. Um, there are 10,000 generative NFT pieces. Generative means that, you know, all the little components, eyes, ears, mouths were put into an algorithm and it just spat out 10,000 of them. Um, and 
that's not what it's about at all. You, it's all about the membership program. It's all about the project as a whole. So the, the idea behind Board Apes is that it builds a community of individuals who can then um, work together in building a, some other future. Um, and that's what a roadmap is for with these NFT projects. So they've got a roadmap where they're constantly rolling out benefits and members' benefits, one of them just being uh, part of a community or group where you can all chat to one another. Sounds like a small benefit, but not when you realize the people who own board apes like Eminem, Jimmy Kimmel, um, famous athletes, the, 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 the class of individuals that you are capable of engaging with almost already puts a lot of value in that membership token. Um, but also they're doing some, some crazier things. Uh, I believe this week they dropped about $150,000 in every board ape owner's uh, crypto wallet just for owning a board ape. Um, they're giving away tokens of their own native currency. They're giving away virtual land. So there's constantly benefits being rolled out to members of this community. And that's what you're buying is a membership to, to the community. You're not buying a piece of artwork. How, how uh, strong was the bidding on the two board apes that you had? on auction on Saturday? Sure, so the the original board Ape sold for 4.2 million um, TBC. So we're actually still busy facilitating those conversations at the moment. Is that uh, Rand? should be finalized today. Uh, Rand, yeah, 4.2 million Rand. Um, and the Mutant Ape, which is what results when that original, the actual Ape, who was nicknamed Hugh Apner, because of he's wearing a coat and a likeness to Hugh Hefner, um, if you if you give him another NFT called Mutant Serum, then that mints a new Mutant Ape. The Mutant Apes uh, don't have the same membership uh, plans rolled out, but very similar. So they're, they're in slightly lower demand, and that one auctioned off at a million rand. Wow. There were some pretty serious pieces of art, though, as well. How uh, clearly it's digital, so you can't go and feel it and, and pick it up and put it in your well, home. Well, so, no. Mm. Actually, every single piece that we sold on the night came with a physical twin. So the NFT was the certificate of authenticity. It was the provenance and it was a completely movable version of the artwork. So for the statues, what we did is we created um, 3D scans of the statue. So you can actually cast this just using our app. So you don't need anything special, just a smartphone. And you can cast the statue out into the real world and you can actually walk around it and inspect it from all different angles. So you get that, but not only that, you also get the physical statue, which you can put in your, your yard or your hotel or wherever it is. And the same goes for all of the paintings and pieces that were on sale that night. You get the physical copy. I mean, the Peter Terran pieces were massive. We, you know, getting those down from Argentina was, uh, we had to use a shipping container and it was a big mission but you certainly get the physical piece with it as well. And that's another thing that I think um, changes the way people think about an NFT. This NFT serves as your certificate of authenticity and it's more secure than any document someone could print and hand to you on an auction night. Just explain that, the, the, the original of a piece, let's take the Peter Terran love hangover piece. Does that stay elsewhere? Do you get a copy as well as the digital uh, only or one-off only version or, or how does it all work no so like i said you get the original the original piece. the actual original painting is yours to take home and own and then you get the nft with that so you could sell the nft on its own if you wanted to at some stage in future yeah that would be perfectly fine what kind of a premium are you seeing on this artwork that presumably 
the physical pieces could be sold in a normal art auction, um, but that the NFT goes with it. In other words, the digital ownership goes with it. What is the, the, the difference in price? Perhaps a better place to look at this premium, because sometimes it can be hard to tell with um, very established artists. We also threw a flash auction early on in the night where um, lesser known um, or not as established artists had the opportunity to auction off a couple of their pieces. Um, and one of them that I thought was quite interesting was a pair of custom sneakers. Um, and that one, the reason why I'm pointing to that one is because we have a clear indication of market value for the piece there alone. You know, it's not, it's not as a subjective, these things are priced at a standard rate. Um, and these custom sneakers generally go just if you're buying the sneakers for anywhere between 2,600 and 3,000 Rand for just the sneakers. And on the night, because they came with a unique piece, an NFT, it sold for 4,350 Rand. So then it's very clear to see this little bit of a premium that comes with having a token on the blockchain as your certificate of authenticity. Where's this all going to, Oren? Uh, it's interesting to see you guys had a very successful auction, as you say. Uh, I remember when Rob uh, Herself told me first about Moment and the, the creation and why he was uh, invested in it and, and felt that there was a big future. Uh, if you were to say on a journey between Cape Town and Johannesburg, how far along the, the road is the whole NFT story if you've just left Cape Town? We're still in town, if that's just your measure of, of, of the road. So something that we've always said from day one is that we're, we're in this for 10 years, not two years. And so many crypto companies or, or people getting into crypto now, I think, have the wrong perception. They're, tr they're getting in this for two years or less even. They're trying to just suck as much money as they can out of this because they see it as a money-making um, opportunity. But what we see this as is a fundamental technology that's going to change the way we work and change the way industries operate. Um, and we want to position ourselves as ideally for that. And we're very passionate about the changes that Web3 or blockchain technology presents to the world. Uh, we believe that all people are creators and that we need to have an ecosystem in which creators can actually um, be su su sustained. Um, I mean, this show is a, is a great example, you know, um, Facebook and Instagram are great examples. All of the current infrastructure that we have to uh, sustain creativity, and when I say creativity, I mean podcasts, making an online um, uh, workout program, artwork, digital asset creation, all of these things are, are, are innately human creativity. So even, you know, radio is creativity. And the only way we support that right now is by harvesting people's data and mining that data to sell ads better. And when you put it that way and you realize quite bluntly that that's the reality of the world right now, it's actually quite scary. And that can be quite a shock, you know, for people to just think about it that way. Every time you post even just a picture of your food, you are a creator and you're, you're creating value. First of all, you don't, add, you don't own anything that you create right now in Web2. Um, if Twitter or Facebook uh, deems that your post is not great, they can just take it down. Uh, you don't truly own that. Um, you can't monetize it. People can't buy the copyright to those things. Um, and it's not a sustainable way to have creators uh, exist. And I think especially as automation becomes more and more of a reality, we need to realize that humans are, are going to be doing less tedious things and we're going to have more time on our hands to actually create and to, to consume the creation of, of our peers, right? So we need an ecosystem that supports that effectively. And I think that's what Web3 really presents for us. 
And in particular, I think for developing economies, it's a great opportunity. That's why we're so passionate about bringing Web3 to Africa in specific. So we're still in the Cape Town suburbs on this journey to Johannesburg. We're I think still in the Cape Town suburbs <laughs> in this journey for sure. Just to close off with, what was the total turnover from the auction on Saturday? So total sales from the main auction was about 8.1 million rand. How much of that was local? I would actually say about 50-50. 50% was local and 50% was international. And when I say local, I'm, I mean Africa in total, not just South Africa. So the South Africans are starting to get the NFT bug. Yeah, for sure. Well, actually at our first auction, most of the, almost all of the buyers were, were South African. Um, so there's definitely a, a, a rise in the local market as well. And clearly this isn't all you do. You don't just build up for one, one time a year to have an 8 million rand auction. What else goes on at the moment? For sure. So actually the main thing that we do is our application, um, which is all about accessibility in NFTs for all people. Um, so the app is where individuals can upload and, and create their content and mint it as an NFT for free. We were actually the first people in the world to offer that service for free um, because gas fees can be, so for those listeners who, who are unaware of what gas fees are, gas fees is essentially what you pay um, to create an NFT on the blockchain because this processing power uh, needs to be paid for for all the nodes and computers around the world who are processing that transaction. Um, so we actually uh, fund the, the first mint. Um, we take, we bear that cost so that we can have higher levels of accessibility. So anybody with a smartphone has the opportunity to mint their piece as an NFT um, and start selling their works on a global market. So that's what we do as our, as our main bread and butter. That's what we do. And these auctions are really just to, to drive the, the ecosystem forward and to bring a little bit of attention to, to, to this ecosystem. And like I say, towards that app and our main purpose, which is accessibility and utility to everyone. 